You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Matas from thednvr.com. You guys check us out. You know the DNVR bar. Friday night, by the way, at the DNVR bar, we will have the game on the TVs. That one here um, at home. We'll have the game on. We'll be doing the post-game show. Always a good time. So uh, if you're thinking about wanting to watch the game, these preseason games have been fun. Come on through to the DNVR bar, uh, and we'll have that on the TVs. I'm solo today. No Matt Moore. He's got the night off. Tomorrow he's going to be captaining this chair as I take the night off. So he'll be providing the recap for you. Uh, and sharing all of his notes on the game. I'll be back again the day after that. Um, But on this episode, I wanted to take an opportunity to preview game number two. Now that game number one of the preseason is under, you know, we got that one under the belt. Preseason game number two, it gives us some storylines, some things that are evolving. So I want to talk about things that have kind of popped up on my radar, maybe some things that I did not expect, but also just use this opportunity to talk about specific players and what it is that I'm looking for them in this upcoming game. So the Nuggets are taking on the Warriors. They're in the Bay. After that, they will come home. They haven't been in Colorado for over a week. So this will, you know, this has been kind of a 10-day, it's not really a road trip. They've only been in San Diego and now LA. Now they're up in the up in San Francisco. But um, you know, they've been away from home for, for 10 days. For Jokic, it's been a little bit less, but nonetheless, you know, with a newborn, I know me, when I have, I've had two kids, when I had my kids, even being away for a day or two felt weird. It felt like a lot. Jokic has only been a father now for, you know, a, a week or so, and to already have to be away from them, I imagine emotionally that that's kind of a weight on him, so he's got to be itching to get back. So it'll be nice for the Nuggets to be able to swing back to Denver for just a little bit here in the preseason before they have to go back on the road to Oklahoma City But uh, to round it out. But Jokic is back tomorrow. He is expected to play. Will Barton listed as doubtful. Michael Porter listed as questionable. So we might not get... I would love it if we got Jokic, Porter, Gordon all playing tomorrow because you know those are the three that... You talk about this season is so much about integrating those three to each other. Aaron Gordon, obviously brand spanking new to this team, got you know joined at the trade deadline last year. So any chemistry he gets to build with Jokic would be great. And then Michael Porter, this is the season about him being a breakout player and even about him perhaps gaining a better synergy and chemistry with uh, Nikola Jokic throughout the season. So hopefully uh, he's a go so that we could start seeing those reps together and seeing how those guys kind of work together. Um, it was left knee soreness, by the way, with Michael Porter. I don't suspect anything major, but, you know, uh, until we see him out on the court, you know, we'll just have to kind of monitor that and kind of take note of that. With Will Barton, he did roll that ankle last week and listed as doubtful. I imagine the team's just being extra cautious with him. Hopefully he is back Friday for that Friday game. With Jokic, you know, taking center stage, this is our first look at him this season. First look at Papa Jokic. Which, which alone should be kind of kind of interesting to see. But what am I looking for from him? Uh, you know, strength, physic, physicality, like where is his body right now? We've kind of took an inventory in that first game of like which guys are in great shape, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., which guys are maybe still rounding into shape, dealing with some offseason injuries, Monte Morris, for example. So I want to see where's Jokic at. What does he look like physically? 
Um, and just how dominant can he be right out of the gate? Does he look like he's ready to have a, a major impact? Remember, one of the storylines last year, obviously, Yoke was the MVP. He was incredible right out of the gate. Game number one, he was incredible. I want to see if he kind of has that look to where it's like, okay, he means business. Um, he looks sharp. He looks ready to go. Not that anything we'll see from tomorrow will point us like, oh, definitively, Jokic is ready, he's locked in, or definitively, Jokic looks rusty, I don't know what's going on with him. None of that will tell us, but it's just our first look at him, so it's always fun. And let's be honest, I said this the other day, this is the longest I've ever gone without watching Nikola Jokic play basketball. I've only watched Jokic highlights, I know this is going to sound, this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous to anybody that doesn't obsess over the NBA and about the Nuggets and about Jokic specifically the way I do. I've only watched Jokic highlights three or four times over the summer, meaning like a little 10-minute reel every now and then like um, either I'll be laying in bed or I'll just be hanging out on the couch and I'll be like, ah, oh, there's nothing you know to read, nothing to, to watch. And I'll be like, I'll oh, just watch, let me watch a Jokic highlight mix or somebody will send me something and I'll be like, all right, I got time. I'll, I'll sit here and check this out. I usually, you know, in, in years past would be doing scouting videos and this or that. Because of just how tiring the last two years have been covering the league, I haven't watched a ton of highlights of anybody but especially Jokic highlights. So I'm excited to sort of dive right back into um, our, our tall MVP, our tall, goofy MVP who just brings us so much joy. So I'm just excited to see him play. But physically too, you know, he's getting older, uh, like approaching his athletic prime, his physical prime. And I just want to see some of the videos we, we have seen. He just looks really strong, really sturdy. Um, you know, maybe even more so than we've ever seen. Just a guy that's looking more and more. He's been in these workout routines now for like five years. I'm just curious to see if he um, can throw that body weight around even more so. There was a video, I saw this on Reddit the uh, Reddit or Twitter, maybe both. Uh, somebody had posted where somebody was watching him warm up. He didn't play, obviously, on Monday, but he was at the arena and he was going through his warm-up with the assistant coaches, the usuals, where he was just doing post-up workouts. And he went... Uh, you know, I saw a couple things. One, I saw a couple new moves and maybe these aren't new to him. He just doesn't use them in game. Sometimes guys will work on moves, but if they're not comfortable with them, they won't use them in a game. I saw some new moves from Jokic and I'm like, hmm, I'm curious if that's something, you know, he's added over the summer as some new footwork. But I also just thought he looked especially strong and just throwing that body weight around in a way that I thought was even more so than usual. I mean, he's really good at using his body weight in general, but I thought it was even better. Um, I, I want to see his approach. I want to see if is he trying to run a lot of two-man game with Michael Porter? Is he trying to build a chemistry to the Nuggets in their playbook? Have something designed? You know, I pretty much every year work with half-court hoops on this. My buddy Gibson Piper, fantastic basketball mind. He's got that YouTube channel, Half Court Hoops. Uh, I'll work with him on on putting together the entire Nuggets playbook. So I feel relatively confident knowing the Nuggets playbook and all the different actions and variations that they go uh, that they go through. I'm curious to see if what they've added. And I think we, if Jokic plays and if Porter plays and if Gordon plays, I think we'll get a pretty good look at that um, in, in this game. So I'm curious to see, do they have little wrinkles that maybe they're busting out that they that you can kind of tell, okay, this is part of the game plan, getting Aaron Gordon and, and Michael Porter more touches with Jokic, um, you know, more reps. Uh, I want to look for that. And then Bones Highland, you know, the idea that tomorrow or when you're listening to this, most likely today, we will get to see Jokic and Bones Highland share the court together. That's really exciting. Uh, so I'm looking for that. And what do those guys look like? Bones has looked phenomenal. I'm going to talk about him in the next segment. But he, what one of the things that he's really looked great at is getting into the paint and just getting to his spots. Jokic opens up the paint. He makes that even easier for you. So I'm curious to see, does he 
Um, you know, does he? What does he look like with Jokic? Is there an instant chemistry? Uh, do those guys seem to enjoy playing together? I think a lot of those questions will be not answered tomorrow, but we'll get our first look at it tomorrow, and that to me is really exciting. Um, and then lastly, just what will the starting lineup look like? Obviously, we all knew Jeff Green was just a, a fill-in for Yoke, but what does it look like? You know, if Michael Porter doesn't play, who gets bumped up? And you know, do they try something else out? I would not be surprised if, hey, maybe Bones Highland starts tomorrow. Would you be that surprised if we saw a Monte Bones starting backcourt, or maybe even a Faku Bones starting a backcourt? Um, you know, these are all things that I imagine Michael Malone will experiment with. Uh, over the coming days and if whether it's a starting lineup or not I'm just curious to see what combos are out there Jeff Green does he share the court with Jokic at all um, that would be an interesting one so should be an exciting game from that standpoint uh, as we get our first look at, at Joker and hopefully that's alongside Michael Porter uh, as he is listed as questionable take a quick break to tell you guys about sweat block we got sent these by the way you know, I'm, I'm pretty usually pretty skeptical about these things when, when somebody sends a product that they have crazy claims like it works for up to seven days per use, that it's doctor recommended, that they have this dry sh uh, shirt guarantee. Sweatblock, I was, I was very skeptical, but they send us a stick and I've been trying it out. When I, you know, I have a couple different deodorants now because, you know, for whatever reason, when I'm like, okay, I definitely need to make sure that I stay dry today. I got a, you know, a gray shirt on or something like that. Sweatblock is the one I'm going to. I'm not lying about this. This is a personal story. Uh, Sweatblock has been the one where I'm like, okay, it's go time. I got to use this one. It's a best seller on Amazon and has been for the last 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews. Look it up. Over 13,000 reviews. Currently number one in the Amazon anti-perspirant category. It's manufactured right here in the USA. And like I said, Wear what you want. I have shirts that I'm like, man, it's a hot day. I'm not wearing that one. I don't want to get sweaty armpits. No longer. You got sweat block. You know that it's going to be solid. Uh, so check them out. You can check them out, by the way, right now uh, at Walgreens. Uh, you can pick them up uh, a couple different places, but they're great. Sweatblock.com. If you go there, you get 20% off when you use the promo code Locked On. Or again, you can buy them at Amazon or CVS. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and acquired very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter, and that's the one that counts towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. This is the way to do it. Fantasy basketball is too messy. You have it like this, boom, you, you got it. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games, that's over. Uh, days of mindlessly daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, defensive rankings, all that different stuff. So this really puts a lot of uh, you know, onus on, on you to really think through on your weekly lineup, set it, and then you can walk away. And, and this really puts the strategy back in the game. So sleepers, one of a kind game pick. It's the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. Check them out, uh, today. Hi, here on the Lockdown Nuggets podcast. Thanks for making us the first listen of the day. Matt Moore's got the day off. I'm Adam Mades. Um, We talked about Jokic. We talked a little bit about Bones. Let's talk more about Bones for game two. What can he do for an encore? A near-perfect first game for a rookie. 
Uh, a guy who we know has already been making waves. He's been making impressions. Michael Malone seems to be all about him. What can he do now in a second game? Well, obviously playing alongside the MVP. Everything when you think about the Nuggets' future. It's all about how do you fit alongside Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray's great. Michael Porter's great. Those guys have a potential to be all-star caliber players. Nikola Jokic is the NBA's most valuable player. And so the question is, how does Bones Highland look alongside him? And you've got to think he's going to look good. I mean, one of the things that Bones Highland... Actually, there's a lot of things that make Bones Highland a perfect fit with Yoke offensively. Defensively, we're going to find out. Although the length defensively, and we've really seen this with Bones even in his first game, but we saw it over the summer league as well. His length and his wingspan, he's really, that's a really valuable weapon, especially when we talk about guarding pick and rolls. And I hope that tomorrow night, what better way to find out defensively what your pick and roll defense chemistry with Jokic looks like than chasing around a former MVP and Steph Curry around screens. That's an incredibly tough task. So that would be an interesting one to see Bones try out. I would love for Malone to put Bones in the starting lineup and say, hey, baptism by fire. It reminded me of when Bull Bull played, uh, got the start against Kevin Durant, where it's like, hey, if you're going to get a start, you might as well make it against the best possible or toughest possible matchup. That would be Bones if he got a start tomorrow night uh, against Steph Curry. But defensively there with that Jokic. But offensively, I want to see, he's been so crafty in the pick and roll. I talked about getting into the paint, but he's just been crafty about knowing angles. And Jokic is a guy that makes the angles easier for you as a guard. He makes it easier for you because of his talent, because of his skill, because of his IQ, not just pick and rolls, but handoffs as well. He makes it easy for you to sort of read the court, put guys on, you know, off balance before attacking or throwing the pocket pass. And Bones just looked like an elite passer in the pick and roll at Summer League. And he was playing with guys that weren't, I mean, Bull Bull he had great chemistry with. But outside of that, he wasn't necessarily playing with great pick and roll players. Now he's going to play with one of the best pick and roll players in all of the NBA and Jokic. And I just want to see, uh, hopefully they get men's together, but if they do, I want to see that. Do Does Bones' game go up to a whole other level when he gets to play alongside a Nikola Jokic? This is like giving a great quarterback a great offensive line. You give Bones Highland the like one of the best guys to run a two-man game with. Do they have instant synergy? What does that look like? You know, Bones didn't shoot the ball very well in game one, so... That would be one area where you'd say, you know, it'd be nice for him to, that's one area he can bounce back. I want to see, does he knock down some threes? But also, I didn't feel like he generated a lot of good threes. Some of the threes he took were kind of tough or, you know, desperation ones. I want to see, does he run pick and roll, whether it's with Jokic or somebody else, does he run pick and roll and is he able to step into those pull-up threes where you come off the screen and you just walk right into a three-pointer? Those ones are so valuable. I want to see if he can get there. So just more from Bones. Does he get a lot of minutes? I'm also curious to see how many minutes he gets because right now we don't know. Is he in the rotation or not? And if he is, is he big time in the rotation? Is Malone really considering like playing this guy real minutes right on, on night number one? I think if we see him a lot tomorrow, that would indicate at least a positive sign in that direction. So I'm curious to see just how much he plays. Michael Porter Jr. is listed as questionable. I hope he plays for selfish reasons. I love watching him play, so I'd love to see him play. Um, but I won't spend too much time on him because he is he is questionable with left knee soreness. But if he does play, again, he is averaging a point per minute. I want to see more examples of, okay, how's that handle looking? Does he have more opportunities to go one-on-one? -on -one? If he playing, obviously, and playing alongside Jokic, are they running more pick-and-roll action, and how does he look in that? Does he look more confident, more comfortable? Um, so those would be the big things I want to keep my eye on uh, with Michael Porter. 
And then defensively a little bit. Obviously, the Warriors are a really difficult team to guard, to defend. So I'm curious to see if he, uh, if Porter you know, gets put out on Curry, how he guards pick and rolls, if he looks a little bit more locked in on that end. Uh, you know, I'm obviously curious to see that. Aaron Gordon, moving on to him, maybe the sec behind Bones, who right now to me is just like, a, I can't get enough Bones. And of course, Jokic coming in his first game, so I can't get enough of Jokic. Outside of that, I'm very curious to see Aaron Gordon play alongside Jokic and see what their chemistry looked like. We saw a little bit of this in game one. Uh, Aaron Gordon bringing the ball up the court on out-of-bounds plays. Like, uh, you know, we're taking the ball out of the net, injure it to him. He basically is the effective point guard on certain possessions where he's initiating the offense. I want to see, is that a once or twice a half type thing? Or is this, oh, it looks like they might be going to this a lot. After the game, Michael Malone talked about he's trying to train the team. When Aaron Gordon grabs the rebound, guards need to just run. It's as if a point guard grabbed it. Like when he has it, he doesn't need to look for an outlet. I mean, you always look for an outlet just because the, the pass is faster than, than the dribble. But he doesn't need to look at it and get the ball out of your hands. He want, Michael Malone wants the guards sprinting up the court and playing in transition. And by the way, I thought Denver played at a pretty pass, fast pace. Uh, in that first preseason game faster than I expected. Now, no Murray, no Jokic. Those are usually the two guys that slow you down the most. So maybe that was a function of those guys not being there. But I do wonder, Bones Highland, very quick at getting the ball up the court. Uh, that was one of the things that really stood out watching him play. He's end-to-end. -end, he gets the ball. He's sprinting with the ball in his hands up the court. He's got a very good handle. But he's got it not just like a, a good like combo moves handle. He has a very good like open court handle where he throws that ball out in front of him and really has those long strides. So I want to see, does the Nuggets' tempo stay up? And if so, how much of that has to do with Aaron Gordon just being another option of bringing the ball up the court? We know that on media day, Michael Malone talked about um, Michael Porter sprinting to the corners and getting to the corners. I didn't think he did a great job of that in the first game on first watch. I haven't gone back and done the rewatch yet. I'll do that tomorrow. But I didn't think he did a great job of sprinting to the corners for most of the game. So I want to see, does that happen more? Because with players like Bones, Gordon, and obviously Jokic, Murray, Barton, there's just so many opportunities for him to get to that spot and really put pressure on the defense. A Michael Porter open three-pointer, catch-and-shoot three-pointer from the corner, it's like I'm shocked if that doesn't go in. I don't know if I've ever not seen a Michael Porter three go, op uh, go in from the corners. He is that good at him, so hopefully he can get to that spot. Um, and then, yeah, just the playbook. Is there anything new for Aaron Gordon in the playbook that we you recognize and say, ah, the Nuggets must have added that. I'll be keeping my eyes peeled on that. And then lastly with him, just the same thing that how does he look? Does he look springy like he did in that first game? I imagine the answer is yes. We've been hearing it at a camp. We've been hearing it at a pre-camp. And then we saw it in game one. But I want to see, does he catch another body? Is he aggressive physically? Um, you know, what does that look like? Lastly, I'll talk about Bull Bull. He's another one that made some waves. I'm so curious. We saw in Summer League, he played the first three games, and then just mysteriously, he didn't play the final two, I believe. I'm curious. He played so much minutes, and he was in the rotation early in that game, in game preseason game number one. Is the same true in preseason game number two? Is he getting a lot of minutes? Is he, is he kind of having an impact? And does he get to play with Jokic? Does he get to play with Bones? I mean, does he get to play with Michael Porter? I'm, I'm curious of all of those things. And just to get another look at him. I gave him his props after game one. I was very impressed with his focus, his attention to detail, and his energy level. I just thought he played hard. It's easy to do that once. It's 
a little bit harder to do it twice. It's significantly harder to do it all season. But tomorrow is sort of the second opportunity and the first opportunity for him to show consistency, uh, at least a two-game consistency. So Bull Bull, uh, another player I'm very interested in watching. Let's take a final break. At the other side, I want to talk about some trends and maybe even some questions that are arising now that we have uh, a game under our belt and storylines that I kind of have on my radar. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget, use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you in the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment here uh, on the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Wanted to go over a couple of uh, trends and, and sort of storylines that are starting to arise uh, with the Nuggets. I talked on some of these in the first segment, just kind of previewing it. But obviously, you know, Bones appears to be a good player. Like at, at this very moment, I'm not ready to say it, but this is a storyline that's sort of percolating. Is he one of the 10 best players on this roster? And not just 10 best players. But does he sort of fit into what would be the best 10-man rotation? You know, it's early, but I'm kind of thinking there's better chance that that is a yes than, than before. And that's why this preseason is so important. I can't imagine Michael Malone knows at this very moment. Like, oh, I know Bones Highland. He, like, I got to play him over Austin Rivers or Faku or Monte or whatever. I don't, I don't think he knows that. But I got to think he's curious of it uh, as he watches some of these early returns. So... Does he play a lot of minutes? I kind of suspect he will play a lot of minutes. You throw him out there with Steph Curry. If you're Michael Malone, what a great data point throwing him out against Steph Curry is. It's like, okay, um, I know you can handle Summer League. And we just went in the Clippers, and there were some guys out there. Terrence, man, I don't know. Some guys out there. Okay, that was impressive. What do you go like against the best point guard in the NBA, the best shooter of all time, and one of the best players of this era? That's a hell of a test, and I think you would learn a lot from that data point. So that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Will Barton doesn't play tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if Bones Highland got a start, a little token start here. Um, so I got my eyes peeled for that. Um, you know, the Bull Bull storyline is obviously interesting. He played so many minutes, so I want to see, does he continue to play uh, a lot of minutes? The pace is an interesting thing. I want to see is Denver emphasizing, uh, you know, getting out and running. It was very interesting. One of the high-profile sort of viral videos from this first weekend of, of playoff games has been Steph Curry attempting to do the shot fake jump forward and draw a foul, and it did not work out for him. In fact, it was a no call. I thought actually – I didn't know how the NBA was going to call this. If you don't know, for the last several years, players have been getting away with, okay, you get a guy in the air, but rather than just jump straight up and maybe there's contact, maybe there's not, guys have been jumping forward, jumping sideways, sticking legs out. And I thought the new rule change was going to put an emphasis on calling those as offensive fouls. If you get a guy, if you pump fake and you jump forward to initiate the contact, to me that's an offensive foul. You created a contact, but they just called it a no call in the first Golden State Warriors game. And hey, that's a win. I'll take it. Like 
if you just no call it, guys will stop. There's no point in jumping forward into a guy and then shooting the ball. Like you're never going to make those shots or almost never going to make those shots. And if the NBA calls it as an offensive foul, that's even better. But if you just don't call it at all, you know, there's no incentive to do it. And I think guys will stop doing it over time. So I'm curious for that uh, to see how that storyline, if it develops, um, you know, what it looks like. I want to see P.J. Dozier and Monte Morris. I, I'm Monte Morris really didn't look good in that first game, and I'm not overly concerned. He's such a consistent, steady player. But the P.J. Dozier, Monte Morris, like I want to see, is there one guy that continues to stick out? And we could throw Faku in there as well. Does anybody continue to rise above where you're like, okay, that guy's a surefire lock to be in it, and maybe the other guys are like, hmm, we'll kind of see. When Murray's not healthy, I think this is less of a question, although we'll see what happens with Bones. But as Murray, you know, when Murray comes back, somebody gets cut out of the rotation and and maybe even become somewhat tradable. It's interesting that Murray should be coming back right around the trade deadline because Tim Conley may be in a position where he has to look at all of his point guards and say, hey, maybe I move on from one of these guys at the deadline, cash him in for either financial flexibility in the future or for a draft pick or for, you know, maybe a, a backup center or something like that to go into the playoffs. I'm curious if he does that. And again, not that this will be answered, but watching Monte in that first game, I just something looked a little off to him, to me about him, and, and I'm curious to keep my eye on that. Conversely, I thought P.J. Dozier looked absolutely fantastic in that first game, and I want to continue to watch and see what that looks like. Um, so those are kind of the storylines that are emerging for me earlier. I'm curious what you guys think. You could hit me up in the comments on Twitter, at Nuggets and let me know what you think. Um, but those are some of the storylines. I suspect by uh, this time tomorrow... We'll have even more storylines emerging as we get to our first look at the MVP, our second look at Bones Highland, and uh, we continue to sort of piece together what this Nuggets team is going to look like here in a couple weeks when the regular season opens up. Thanks so much. In fact, by the way, speaking of which, two weeks away, regular season. It's not that far away. Two weeks is going to be here in a blink of an eye. NBA season, very, very close. Um, Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget, Matt Moore will be back tomorrow with a recap edition. I'm going to be over on the DNVR Nuggets postgame show live on YouTube, so you'll see that. By the way, keep your eyes peeled. Matt and I are going to be on YouTube doing Locked On Nuggets on YouTube here very, very shortly. I think we just got our account uh, signed up and and filled out and ready to go. So we'll be announcing and launching that very shortly. It will definitely be up by the time the... uh, uh, NBA season gets here and I look forward to talking to you guys on that maybe even some live stuff so we can do some interactive stuff that'll be coming down the pipe thanks so much for tuning in everybody don't forget to leave a rating and a review we haven't gotten one for a while so if anybody is listening to the show and hasn't left a rating or review hop on your your phone hop over to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a rating review very simple to do five stars preferably um, if you leave anything less than that you're going to think you're just a hater but whatever I just stole full money Jeff. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.